Well, welcome everybody. How are y'all doing? It's going to be a wonderful day of worship here. We're a little on the cold side today, but that's really great because it's been so warm lately and we can just celebrate and worship the Lord. And, and uh, it's going to be a great new message we have today for you today. So let's get up. Let's worship a little bit and worship the Lord with a great little tune called One Thing Remains. You know what that is? Our love never fails and never runs out on me. Higher than the mountains that I face Stronger than the power of the grave Constant in trial and change There's one thing that remains Just one thing remains you know what it is? It's just like this. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. Your love. You're at home. Stand up now. It goes on and on and on. It overwhelms and satisfies my soul And you'll never, ever, ever have to be afraid Cause one thing remains You all know the words like this Your love never fails, never gives up Never runs out on me Your love it never fails, it never gives up It never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me, your love. In death and in life, I'm, I'm confident and covered by the power of your great love. My debt is paid. And nothing can separate my heart from your great love. All right, everybody, tell it goes now. Your love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. Come on now. Your love never fails, never gives up, and never runs out on me. Your love never fails. It goes on and on it goes. And it overwhelms It satisfies my soul You know you'll never, 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 never Never be afraid Cause your one thing Remains Come on now Your love never fails Never gives up And never runs out on me Your love never fails Never gives up never runs out on me your love never fails and never gives up and never runs out on me your love oh i said your love 
never runs and never gives up on me and you too was built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I wholly trust in Jesus' name. My home was built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I do not trust the sweetest frame, holy trust in Jesus' name. Trust in His name. Christ alone stone weak made strong Savior's love and through the storm He is Lord Lord of all Darkness seems to hide the face on his unchanging grace every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil Christ alone cornerstone the weak made strong say next one I'm going to do is a song that I taught you guys last week. Maybe you had a chance to, to hear it. And I love the words on it. And it goes, why should I fear? Because the evidence is here. Right? That's why we come. The evidence of our God is here. He's here for us on a regular basis. So why should I fear? The evidence is here. 
throughout history. My faithfulness has walked beside me. Winter storms may wait spring. And
everybody. So good to see you all. Raina just made it. Hi, Raina. How's it going? <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just so great to be with you here on the lawn today. Uh, you know, we just have some really, there's just some really great things happening at our church. Uh, that's why I love this church is we're just always coming up with new creative things to do to um, just uh, celebrate, you know, the love of God and our um, just our commitment to him. Um, today, we've got the elementary lesson. Let me tell you, this is not a lesson that you want to miss. Even the adults are probably going to want to check it out. Um, my dad really outdid himself this time. The title or the message is The Biggest Lie. That's what the lesson is uh, for the elementary on Facebook at uh, 1230 today. And so what's going to be happening is Cowboy Joe is going to be trying to convince them all of the biggest lie. And so what it's going to be happening is we're going to be teaching all the kids what the world and the enemy tries to do to keep you from listening to the word of God. So you're not, you're not going to miss that because it's basically training them how to spot the lie and, and how to avoid it. Uh, then also Bible Girl is going to answer some questions that a lot of kids have. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that either, Bible Girl. Uh, then the youth today on YouTube at 1230 are going to be learning about our only hope is in Jesus. You know, these days, people want to put their hope in all kinds of things um, instead of in Jesus. You know, political figures, um, even preachers, you know, to a certain extent. Um, you know, also vaccines. We're putting our hope in all kinds of things, but really we need to be putting our hope in Jesus. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that with the youth today. I just want to let you know, we had an awesome week last week with the youth. We had some youth here on the lawn at 1230. We played Dizzy Sports, where the uh, youth were trying to spin around with a, a baseball bat and then hit the baseball bat afterwards. It was really comical. If you haven't seen the lesson on YouTube, please tune into that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but we're going to be doing that every month. At the end of the month, we're going to be having at 1230 uh, a youth, um, like youth group at 1230 here on the lawn afterwards. So hopefully you can get your youth to come and stick around afterwards. Uh, the next one's going to be on March 28th. We're going to interview Bindi. I just got Bindi's here. I just got approval to let you know we're gonna, what game we're going to be playing. I just texted her this morning. We're going to see how many marshmallow peeps we can fit into our mouth, okay? We're going to see how many we can fit in our mouth. Bindi was like, do I have to eat them? I said, no, you don't have to eat them, all right? You just have to put them in your mouth. You can spit them out later. We'll have a bucket. Um, but yeah, you're not going to miss that. It, I thought it was just a really great way to celebrate the you know, coming uh, resurrection of our Lord, you know, just to see how many peeps we can fit into our mouth. <laughs> uh, that's a joke, by the way. Um, anyway, so uh, also, this is the last week. Choices, there's baby bottles here. Pick one up to help all the um, ladies uh, who may be facing unplanned pregnancies. It's a really great ministry. They provide uh, complimentary ultrasounds, pregnancy tests. They do an Earn While You Learn program where you can learn the importance and like how to be a parent, you know, some helpful tips. And then they give away uh, free diapers and strollers and all kinds of things to help out with the babies as they uh, learn every week. They get points and then they can um, get free stuff with those points. So that's really awesome. And then they also provide a lot of information about adoption. So if you would like to give, pick up a bottle, you can also go to partnerwithchoices.org, and I think Bill's going to put it down on, on the, up on the screen for those at home. You can just give online if you don't want to grab a bottle. Also, if you know anyone who uh, is facing an unplanned pregnancy, please have them visit choicescenter.org or call the number 
444-2999. They're right here in Pomona. They're really close. Um, so definitely uh, take advantage of that. And there's some literature on there too. If like There's a really good pamphlet on the 10 reasons why people say that they want to have an abortion and then it like it will give you the response the, you know of why you know that's um, not necessarily the best path so you might want to pick that up and and look at that and uh, learn from that also I want to tell you we've got a really cool really great lineup for Easter I'm very excited we've got a team of people building a tomb here on the lawn and we're gonna have an Easter play and a, a portrayal of the live resurrection I was so excited about this. I could just see everybody clapping and standing up and yelling, Encore! Encore! And I was like, I don't know how God's going to die and Jesus is going to die and rise again a second time on the same day, but you know he's God, so he can do it if he wants to. Um, okay, so then you're not going to want to miss that. Also, we have a really great gospel singer coming. Um, uh, Janice Davis is coming. We've known her. Our family has known her for many years. She used, we used to go to church with her. Uh, many years ago, so you're not going to want to miss that. She's going to be awesome. Uh, she's really powerful. Uh, and then also, uh, all the kids and youth are going to be getting uh, complimentary Easter baskets uh, with candy, so you're not going to want to miss that either. Just to let you know, I'm like 36 years old, and I still want my mom and dad to give me an Easter basket every year. So um, that's why we're doing that, because like we, us kids, we really like that, those Easter baskets, okay? I used to get a, a movie every year in my Easter basket. Just hint, 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 hint for all the parents out there. Uh, but clean, wholesome movie, yeah. Um, okay, so then last, uh, last couple of things. We have a, a prayer on the lawn starting this Tuesday at 1230. We're really excited about that. Um, so, you know, definitely come into that. And, you know, my parents have been taking, they started this prayer and evangelism course. Is that what it is? Prayer and evangelism? Um, every Saturday morning, and so they're going to take some of the stuff they learned from the prayer and evangelism course and use that to focus um, for our prayer on Tuesdays at 12:30. I know this week they were talking to me. My mom was all excited about it. You know, when we pray, we have to keep praying until the Holy Spirit manifests, until the Holy Spirit descends. And sometimes that takes a long time. We have to be; it has to be sustained. We have to press in. We can't just do a little simple prayer and, and expect powerful things to happen. I know there's like a common, <laughs> my parents always like to say, you know, little prayer, little power, but much prayer, much power. Um, so we got to be making sure that we're really um, sustained in our prayers. And then lastly, offering, if you want to give tithes and offerings, there's a red box here on the welcome table. You can just stick it in there. You can give online. Bill's going to put that website on the broadcast for those at home. It's newheart, the number four, you.com slash give dash online. You could just go to newheart, the number four, you.com, and then there's a tab, give online. Um, you can give online that way. And then also you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. All right, thanks. My parents now are going to do a little uh, encouragement for all the marrieds out there because we've also, as a family, been doing this really awesome um, program, and they're going to tell you a little bit about it. Praise the Lord, saints. Well, you know, we are here to encourage the marrieds and those of you that are going to get married. And uh, We've been married 37 years. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> Seems like yesterday when I met this smiling face and I said, I want to be with you forever. 
you know. So you know you've been married a long time when you have to use a calculator to try to figure out how long it's been, you know. 2021 minus 1983, <laughs> that's 37 going on 38 years. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, now, during this pandemic, though, we've had to learn how to get along together. You know, you're in isolation. You can't run out of the house and say, well, you know, forget it. I'll talk to you later. You have hand-to-hand -hand combat, amen? <laughs> Close encounters of the strange kind. So we can't avoid each other. We have to settle our differences with understanding and not escaping. So what we did, as Charles said, we started an online course. Got nothing else to do, <laughs> amen? And, and, and w in uh, conjunction with the Bible, we've been taking this, and things have really been exciting. Tell us about it. Yes, it has been exciting. Um, so we've been, uh, like he said, both the Bible, it's called the 21-day mind renewal class, and it has changed my life. It has changed our lives, correct? Yes. You know, I know we recommend the love scripture a lot. On Valentine's Day, we gave you a copy of the love scripture. Uh, but you know what? It really works. Just like all the other scriptures, the love scripture really works. And it's something the Lord asks us to do, is to walk in love. Faith works by love. You know, if you're... Hello. Uh, <laughs> if you're, if you're uh, believing God in faith, um, and things aren't happening maybe the way you're hoping they are to, you need to look at your love walk. That's one of the most very critical things. So before I started putting um, the love scripture first in my life, I, I noticed critical things were coming out of my mouth. It's just, it's a part of the world. So if you're not uh, checking yourself, you know, before you know it, you're saying, oh, well, that'll never happen, and Oh my gosh, you're never going to change and all that kind of stuff. But when I made it a habit for over 21 days, it's been for the last two months, you know, I noticed that the Holy Spirit started reminding me when I was about to say something. All of a sudden he would say, love does not insist on its own way. It is not self-seeking. And then I would think, oh yeah, I don't want to say that because that might cause an argument or, you know, something bad because the Bible says seek peace and pursue it and that's what I want to do every day of my life is to serve the Lord, you know, and seek peace. So like, for example, um, if my husband wants to do something his way but I think my way is better, I'll say, yeah, babe, go ahead, do it. You can do it your way. We'll see how it turns out, okay? And really, usually, whether I do it or he does it, it turns out okay, so <laughs> that's a blessing. So in, in our 21-day mind renewal class, uh, what I learned is not to think toxic thinking. They talk a lot about negative uh, toxic thinking. Any bad thoughts, they were, and the lady that does it, she's a scientist, a mind scientist. So she said, you know, any bad thoughts that you think in your life, they affect your body and how it functions. We impact the quality of our cells in our body through thinking, feeling, and choosing. Who can imagine that? That the way we think and the way we feel and the things we choose to say and think affect our body. I mean, I've heard that from other people, but this is a scientist, a brain scientist, and she's saying it, confirming that. So now I have learned how to, every day, reflect on my thoughts throughout the day and say, why did I say that, or I need to change that, or you know, trying, you know, wanting to just do what the Word of God says. 
And then the second thing is I, I, I check. She taught us how to check our emotional warning signals. Like if I'm talking to my husband, all of a sudden he says something, and I start getting angry on the inside. You know, you can feel that anger when it comes, starts to come up. I talk to myself, or I talk to the Holy Spirit. And I say, Holy Spirit, help me, you know, just stay calm. Help me not to say the wrong thing. Um, it, it triggers my thinking. So I don't fly with that. I don't, okay, I'm going to go with my emotions. I'm going to be angry at my husband. Or, so I won't allow emotions to control me. That's, that's the thing I'm learning. That's what's so important in our daily lives. And then I choose how to respond to situations in the right manner when I'm, when I'm listening for those emotional, and I learn those emotional warning signals. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening, Pastor Chuck. <laughs> well, that was Both parties must work on themselves. Well, you're fortunate that you have someone, you know, as <laughs> perfect as I am. <laughs> but we all have to, we all have toxic <laughs> thoughts. And I'm realizing that, you know, we bring in our past, past experiences. We think this, if it happened one way, it's going to happen that way again. And we're locked in our own way. But, you know, this is a good reconstructing our thinking. How many of you have toxic thoughts? You know, think about it. You go like, no, man, why am I thinking that way? It doesn't <laughs> seem, I shouldn't be thinking that way. But we have control over our minds. We mm -hmm. uh, can tell our minds what to think. Amen. Take every thought into captivity, into the knowledge of Christ. So we have to look at things through the eyes of Christ and love one another, even as Christ loved us. Amen. Be Amen. encouraged. Be encouraged. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. In an effort to uh, set up the service today, we actually are singing exactly the same song in the name of the, of the sermon at the same time. It's kind of neat. But this is a, a real neat song. Talking about having a victory, victory in Christ. Weapons may be formed, but it won't prosper. When darkness fails, it will prevail. Because I got a God who only knows how to triumph. The God I serve, He'll never fail. fail Cause I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you Lord I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle In every war you wage, you see a way, and that's true. 
I know how my story is. I know how my story is. Cause I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the man who belongs to to know that we have the victory before we even fight the battle. We used to sing a song in our old church, don't wait for the battle's over, shout now. Like in Jericho, right? When they saw the walls, big walls, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there was a double wall. It was two walls. One was 12 to 15 feet, and then behind that was one that was 20 to 25 feet. And the walls were six feet uh, deep. That's how, I mean, it's insurmountable, and they're up on a slope. It looked impossible. But God <laughs> said, see, I have given you the city. And Joshua said, what do you mean? I don't, I don't, we don't have the city, but he was looking into the future. God is always looking into the future of what he wants to accomplish or wants to have in your life. We have to believe it, receive it, and thank him for it. Amen? So in our life, we have battles, we have struggles, we have challenges, but we have to see ourselves victorious even before we go into the battle. Amen? Let's pray right now so we can let the Lord you know, take control of our hearts and re be able to receive the word that he has for us. Father, I just thank you that you just guide my, my mouth, my heart to speak your words, to speak your spirit to the people so that they would be encouraged and know they have a victory in every area of their lives. And Father, for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, and all agreed said, 
Amen. So he wants us to believe in his promises. He wants us to believe that what he has set before us, what he has promised to us, will come to pass. Isn't that what Abraham did? He said, I don't consider my own body or my own self, but I am fully persuaded that what he has promised, he's able also to perform in my life. We have to believe the word of God. He is truth. He doesn't lie. You know, the Bible says that man may lie, but God will never lie. Praise God. So he, he sees things in the past tense. He sees them as if they've already happened. I know when I had that cancer, I said, Lord, I don't receive what my body is telling me I have. I believe what the promise said that by his stripes, I was healed. I, I'm not trying to get healed. I was healed. So in the spirit realm, I received what he gave to me. And then it took, my, it took a while from us, for me to uh, actually receive it in my body. But I believed it before it happened. In fact, I went to the doctor this last week. I'm getting excited, okay? Is that all right? I, I went to the doctor last week. And they said, you know, the first type of cancer you had, that's incurable. There's no way that that could be, you know, you could be cured of that. And he said, but you didn't have any treatment. I go, yeah, I did. I have the Holy Ghost treatment on me. Amen. <laughs> hey, praise God. He says, and the second type, you know, he said, uh, we never seen that one before, but he said, we did the treatment on you, but you were healed before we finished the treatment. I go, yeah, because in that I had the chemo plus prayer plus the Lord's promise. And lo and behold, to God's glory, he fulfilled his promise in my life. Amen. We have to know that by his stripes, we were healed. All of us were healed. We just got to receive it. Now, I know there's a battle going on down here. Some people, you know, we have casualties of war. You know that, right? When you're in a war, some people get hit, some people die. And that happens here because the devil's out to get us. But we still have to believe what God has said will come to pass. So I'm going to take some time today to talk about a well-known story, David and Goliath. How many of you know the story of David and Goliath? Who wins? David, that's impossible. The giant is so big. He's nine feet, nine inches tall. And David is just a youth, just a kid, a ruddy looking kid. And he's never fought a battle before, but he has to go up, up against the giant. Do you feel like you have to go up giants sometimes? Things are just so in, insurmountable. You might have a mountain of debt. You might have a giant of, uh, of sickness. You might have a situation in your life that is, just seems too impossible to beat. But God <laughs> has said that by his stripes we're healed. He said, I am the, the God that provides for you. I am the God that watches over you. He is the God that loves us with an everlasting love. And if God is on our side, who can be against us. Doesn't matter who's against us. You can mount up as many people as you want, but God said, I will give you the victory. Now, there was four things that made it possible for David to beat the giant. Because he saw the victory, because he had a relationship with God. He didn't listen to the people that were trying to uh, give him doubt. He remembered what God has done before, and he called upon the name of the Lord. Now, let's recount this story for those of you that aren't familiar with it. It's in 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 32 through 37. And as it goes, you know, Christians and non-Christians know this story. There is a valley in the midst of two mountains. On one mountainside is, da is uh, David and the children of Israel. On the other side is the Philistines with Goliath 
the big nine foot nine inch giant. And so in between there's a valley. So the Philistine guy comes out, the giant, and he says, you know, we don't need to fight in this battle. Why don't you send one person out to try to beat me? And if you beat me, we'll serve you. But if I beat you, you guys got to serve us. You have to be our slaves. And all the children of Israel were shaking in their boots. They go, this is too big for us. This guy is massive. Nine foot, nine inches tall. His weaver beam was like 15 pounds. And so the, the, the uh, giant, he would come out every day, Monday through Sunday, morning and evening for 40 days. Sometimes we look at our bills and we go, are they, they're not going away. <laughs> they keep talking to us. You going to pay me? You're gonna, I'm going to get you. I'm going to put you in prisoner's jail. No, we have to know God has given us a promise. Amen? So, you know, I, I saw Wilt Chamberlain one time downstairs in the parking lot in Lakers where the Lakers play. And this guy was huge. I, I, I was in awe. I said, can there be anybody bigger than him? He is so huge. But they were talking about Goliath. He's big. And he's battle-tested. He's tall. He's got the testimony that he killed thousands of men, never lost a battle. Many have fallen by the sword of Goliath. No one was willing to take the chance except a young boy named David. So this is an Old Testament story, but with New Testament principles. Now, we don't have giants now anymore, right? You don't see giants threatening us and coming against us. And so we don't have to be like so afraid of things that would happen. So I've never seen a giant come up to, hey, who's making all that noise? I'm going to need you to knock that off or I'm going to knock your block off. Oh, my God. This guy, where'd you come from anyway? Will Chamberlain's house. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're a son of Will Chamberlain? Okay. All right, we got problems here. We got a giant here, and he wants us to clear out. But me being the pastor, me taking care of the sheep, I'm going to get me my sling. No, I'm going to talk to you. Listen, listen, Mr. Mr. Giant. You think you're so big, but we got the name of the Lord on our side. Amen? This is our property, and I'm going to have to tell you to get off because if you don't, we're going to rain down fire upon you. Amen? Can I get an amen? Oh, I hate fire. Do whatever you want, God. All right. Well, yeah, you take care of that man, please. Wow. He's a big dude, huh? Now, can I tell you a little side story? I just met him last night. I was at Trader Joe's. Minding my own business, but I had told the Lord, I'm doing a David and Goliath, and I need a Goliath for the skit. I said, but where am I going to find? Anthony, you, no. And, you know, Arturo, no. Ron, not big enough. So I'm going down the aisle, and lo and behold, here comes Matthew. And I said, Lord, did you put him in our, you know, pathway? Yeah, he did. So I said, Paraventure, I'll go ask him if he wants to be in a skit. And I told him what I wanted to do, and his answer was, sure, I can do that. 
So let's give a round of applause to, to Matthew. And I have a gift certificate to Trader Joe's for you, Matthew, for just for coming out. Praise God. Because my, my son and my wife said, I don't know if he's going to come or not. You ever invite people to church? I said, Marianne, what do you think the odds are? She'd go, 50-50. <laughs> my son said, don't be disappointed if he doesn't come. But I had, his wor I had Goliath's word on it. <laughs> and I thank God that you came. Praise God. So let's go through the rest of the story of David and Goliath. You, I wanted to give you a visual. I mean, because Goliath was, add three more feet onto him, because Matthew's 6, 8, so put another three feet on there, taller than here, bigger, oh my God. So David has to fight this Goliath, this giant, like we all have to fight giants in our lives. And so uh, David takes how many rocks? Five rocks to go defeat this giant. He went to the, he went to, he, he has four conversations with people. First, he talked to the soldiers, and they were afraid. He talked to his brother, who was jealous of him. He had to talk to Saul, who was discouraging him. And he had to talk to Goliath, who was laughing at him. Amen? I, I heard that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so the soldiers are talking to themselves, saying, he is so big and he is so bad, no one could take him down. And David comes and he says, what is the prize? What is the reward again for those that kill this giant? Let me tell you, go back, rewind a little bit here. All the soldiers are saying, it's too big. And David is saying, what do I get when I win? Amen? You see, the di a different mindset. He said, I'm not looking, going to the giant. I'm going through the giant. Amen? We don't walk to the valley of the shadow of death. We walk through the valley of shadow of death. Amen? We don't go into the fire. We go through the fire. Praise God. God wants to deliver us. We may have battles that we're going through, but we don't give up. We continue and go. Praise God. So the battle isn't the problem. The problem, what David was finding that we wanted to know is, what do I get? Well, the reward was that he was going to, his father was going to be, have riches. He was going to be able to marry the king's daughter, and he, he wouldn't have, in, t have to pay any taxes. Pretty good stuff, isn't it? But David had to have that vision of victory. We go through hard times, but God brings us out. He brought Moses out of the Red Sea right? He brought the children of Israel out of the wilderness. He brought Daniel out of the lion's den. He brought three Hebrew boys out of the fire. He brought Peter out of prison. He brought Paul out of the storm. He brought Lazarus out of the grave. He brought Jesus out of death. And there's somebody out there that can say, he brought me out too. How many times has God come through for you? Amen? Yes. Every day he comes through. But now the God that brought you through is going to continue to take you through. Amen. He didn't lose his power. He didn't run out of gas or run out of steam or run out of, you know, knowledge or anything. He's there to help us continually. And I know sometimes I get in a situation like, Lord, how are you going to get me out of this one? Anybody been there? I had that just this last week. I made a mistake and I had to call on a friend. I said, brother, can you help? Can you help me out? He said, no worries, I'll take care of it. Praise God. It's good to know you have somebody on your side. And God will put it on people's heart to take care of you. 
So the first uh, conversation he had with the soldiers, he didn't pay him any mind. He said, you know what? I'm not worried about how big he is. I'm worried about what I'm going to get. And if that's what I'm going to get, that's good enough for me. Then he goes and he talks to his brother, Eliab. He's the oldest brother. And the oldest brother said, what are you doing here? You're here to just to cause trouble. You've you got pride in your heart. And you're just going to get in the middle of things. Why, why are, he, are you here? And David said, why is there not a cause? He wasn't concerned about how jealous his, his um, brother was. Because remember, Eliab was the oldest brother. And when Samuel came to anoint David as king, he overlooked the older brother and all the other brothers and called David in from the shepherd's field and said, this is the one. That, that would hurt, wouldn't it? You're the oldest. Aren't I supposed to be king? No, he took it away from him and gave it to this little brother. So the other thing is, the older brother was intimidated because he said, David, why, why do you think you can win? Don't you know we're fighting a battle here? And David's saying, what battle? You guys aren't even fighting. You're acting like scaredy cats. <laughs> and so David doesn't spend much time talking to him either. Then they take him to Saul. And he tells Saul, you don't need to worry in this battle. I'll go out and fight the giant. And they said, well, what makes you qualified? How in the world do you think you can beat a giant? He said, well, you know what? I shouldn't even be here. I was out tending my father's sheep, and a lion came and took one of the lambs and took it off, and I got my sling, and I threw it, and I hit him in the head, and he dropped the sheep. He dropped the lamb, and then he came after me. And if you read it, I never saw it this way. He said, I grabbed him by the beard. I struck him, and I cut off his head, and I went back to the sheep. He said, then the next day, a bear comes. And I figure, well, if he helped me with the lion, he'll help me with the bear. So the bear comes, takes the lamb, takes the sheep, starts to run off. He slings his arrow, his rock, and hits the guy on the head, knocks the bear down, goes over there, grabs him by the whiskers, cuts off his head, and he, he went back to the sheep fold. He said, I figure if the Lord was with me when I beat the lion, and he's with me when I beat the sheep, beat the bear, surely he can help me with this uncircumcised Philistine. Amen? Uh, whatever you've been through, if God helped you through the little things or seemingly big things, the personal private things, he can help you with the big things as well. The same God that was there, he was trying you, testing you, wanting to see if you could prove that he was big enough and good enough, and he did this, he'll do the same thing for you. Now, the other thing he says, David said, this is undeniable evidence that the Lord is with me. We have to know that the Lord is with you. So then Saul says, well, let me give you my armor. Let me give you the things that I work with. David put it on. He said, you know, these things are too big for me. I haven't tested it. I haven't tried it. I don't know. You know, sometimes you listen on, on TV and radio and people tell you of things that you need to do in prayer or in 
you know, studying the word, and sometimes they're good, but you got to go with what you know. You got to go what's on the inside of you, what God has put in there. And, you know, you take what they, th- what they teach you, but you apply them in your own life, in your own way, and you see God work. And so when you've tested and tried the Lord and seen that whatever scripture that you use, he's there to help you, you go back to that scripture. And so David said, I didn't have this armor on when I beat the lion and the, I beat the bear, so I don't need him when I fight Goliath. I'm going to go in the name of the Lord. Amen? He put it in God's hands. And so when he went to meet Saul, Saul started, I mean, uh, uh, Goliath, he started laughing at him. <laughs> that, that <was> so <laughs> Why, am I a dog that you would come to me with these sticks and a stone? You know, that was a slingshot. And, and uh, uh, David said, well, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come in the name of the Lord. He called upon the name of the Lord. He put it in the Lord's hands. Goliath should have killed him right away, but he let David talk, and he called on the presence of the Lord to come and help him. We got to talk. We got to speak it out before it happens. He's, David said, I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to give your, your body uh, to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field, and, and you're going to lose. Amen. That's pretty bold. That's pretty confident, isn't it? I'm, the Lord's going to heal me. The Lord's going to deliver me. The Lord's going to prosper me when it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and I've been there a long time doing that. Sometimes it feels like the Lord takes forever, doesn't it? (laughs) But we have to keep going. Faith and patience. Praise God. So one thing that scientists look at, that, that they study the Bible, they go, how could a little boy, a young child, a young teenager, with a rock in a sling kill this mighty man of Goliath? And they tried to figure out, well, he probably, if he swung it like seven times, he could get a speed of about 90 miles an hour. That's pretty good, isn't it? In fact, they called these things bullets because they would, they would be lightning fast. But they said, well, he's at a pretty far distance, so that would cut that down a little bit. And then he said, uh, you know, the, the giant was taller, so the trajectory is like a 45 miles and 45 degree angle so the gravity would pull it down a little bit would have less of a force and, and then they said well I- if you look at it with the newton's second law of motion and take into effect the coefficient of restitution it, it doesn't seem like he would be able to hit the gl- hit goliath and plus goliath had an armor bearer in front of him that had a shield he should have raised up the shield and hit goliath now how could he hit goliath in the forehead if he's got a helmet on They couldn't figure out how this possibly could happen. The only thing I can think of is that that stone went right over the shield's head, armor bearer's head. Goliath was either laughing or had his helmet off, and bam, hit her right in the forehead, and he went falling down. Now, why was was he able to have such precision, uh, be so proficient in that uh, uh, sling? What's the answer? He put it in God's hands. He said, it's not my my strength or my might or my power, but it's because I'm trusting in the Lord. And so what's going to happen when you go through these battles and you need the Lord to take take over and to direct you and, and, and for him to have his hand guide you in the right direction? It's only because we trust and believe in the Lord. If he did it before, he'll do it again. No battle is too big, too strong for you. 
God is in control. And when we trust in him, we'll see the victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the army of the Lord. It's good to be uh, a citizen of the kingdom. It's good to be a child of God. And if you're not, we all always offer an invitation at the end of the service that if you have not accepted the Lord, you can accept him now into your heart. Let him be Lord of your life, guide and direct you all the days of your life. So if that's you, just bow your heads and repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He paid the price for my sins. I receive him now into my heart with the forgiveness of my sins to live with him forever. Amen. Now, if you need to rededicate, you say, you know, I've gotten off. I've messed up a little bit. How many know we mess up a little bit here and there? Here and there and there and there and there. <laughs> but God is faithful, amen, to get us on the right track. The Bible says, if you have sin, you can, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Isn't that good news? All in righteousness. You don't have to hang on to it anymore. You've got a new day. His mercies are new every morning. So if that's you, repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. He cleanses me from all of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart in a full way. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Jesus, before he went to the cross... He said, I want you to remember me. Remember that I died for you. I'm going to die for you. I'm going to pay the price for your sins. And that as often as you come together, I want you to do a remembrance, a communion of the bread that symbolizes my body, the wine that symbolizes my blood. If you have your elements, you can take them out now. And we're going to do communion together. Ron, if you lead us in a song and we'll let them get their elements together. One bread, one cup, one body. One bread, one cup, one body. Lord Jesus Christ, we hum pray that we may feast in thee today beneath the forms of bread and wine enrich us now love divine one bread one cup one body, one bread, one cup, one body. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 11, 23, 23 through 28, the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim 
the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So let's examine ourselves and ask for forgiveness for anything that we've done. Ask him to cleanse us. And know that when we eat this and drink this blood, that we're giving ourselves over to God. Now, as we've done that, take the bread, take it and eat. This is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take the juice and know that this is the cup of the new covenant with Jesus' blood that was shed for us. Take and drink. Do this in remembrance of me. One bread, one cup, one body. You turned into wine Open the eyes of the blind There's no one like you No one like you Out of the ashes we rise Out of the darkness we rise There's no one like you no one like you Cause our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome in power Our God Our God Oh God Isn't that right? Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you No one like you Oh, our God is strong Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other Our God 
king, awesome in power. Our God, our God, oh, our God is great. Our God is strong. God, you are higher than any other. Our God's a king, awesome in power. Our God, our God, yeah. Celebrate our God. Let's close our service out good here. Oh, our God. Come and if our God is with us, no one will be against us. If our God is with us, who can be against us? If our God is for us, who will stand against us? See you back next week. Who will be against us? Who will be against us? Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is a healer. Awesome in power. Our God. Our God.